Hey everybody, how's it going? It is Double Down Doug here with me as always, Jason Wise. Jason, how's it going? It's always going well. Good, love to hear it, love to hear it. Well guys, welcome back to the fourth installment of East to West. We're excited to be here, excited to be in the studio, even though we are in separate studios. But nonetheless, excited to get talking. So, oh, yeah. yep, just getting an update here. Jason, what have you been up to these last couple of days? You know, I've just been uh, packing up my boxes, getting ready to move down officially to Alabama. I'm leaving. We got a big party coming up this uh, Saturday. One of my friends is thrown. Double Down will be there. Indeed. And basically leaving either that next Sunday or that Monday and ready to rock and roll. That's what I've been up to. How about you? Well, I just got back from Atlanta. Um, I had bras there. No pun intended. <laughs> but no, I didn't actually. I wasn't really expecting that one to fly. I was kind of on the fly. All right, cool. Anyways, though, <laughs> yeah. So I just got back from Atlanta last night. I got into Chicago at about ten o'clock. Yo, fun fact by the way, the pandemic sucked so much that everybody just doesn't want to do their job anymore. So the airport did not have enough people to help unload luggage. So our flight landed like we were already delayed about maybe like five or six minutes. We boarded the fucking plane like thirty minutes late. Right. Week. I know, dude. So we landed. We boarded the plane in Atlanta, thirty minutes week, and then we landed in Chicago at actually a little bit earlier than I anticipated. So we landed at like nine forty, nine fifty ish, which is fine. And then you know my dad is tired and stuff, and he wanted to get across the across the whole airport so we can hurry up and get to the uh, baggage claim and just get out and go home and yeah. sleep in our own beds. Dude, they didn't have enough people to unload the luggage, so it took us an additional forty five minutes to get our luggage. I shit you not. Oh. That that's a giant boner right there. Honestly, boner I, killer right dude, there. Big fact, dude. Honestly, I felt pretty bad for the people who were working the baggage claim because there were only two flights essentially that were getting in at that time. It was us and then another flight that was coming in from Orlando. And I'm thinking to myself, like, it must be tough being here at you know like 11 o'clock on a Saturday with you know a, a reduced number of staff. And then I thought to myself, God damn it, I just want to go home already. Yeah, dude, that that sounds brutal. That was the only brutal part of the trip, though, I will say. I had a fun time in general, though. We got to go to a bunch of different things. We, we did, actually did a lot of things. Oh, excuse me. So we did a lot of things on Friday and Saturday because Monday, or sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday were pretty preoccupied with house hunting. Okay. Yeah, so, so what type of cool things did you do? Alrighty, so I will say this. The cool things that I did were, number one, first off, blew me away. We went to uh, Truist Park, and we went to a Braves game. It was the Braves versus the Rays, and goddamn, it was a close game the entire way through. It was literally 6-6, six to six, extra innings in the 10th. Rays ended up winning it 7-6. to six. Dude, it was, honestly, it was pretty intense. It was a pretty fun time. Like, they... <laughs> Whenever the pitcher strikes somebody out, they they throw off fireworks, which I think is kind of funny because from Chicago, the only time you're going to yep. see fireworks is like as you're getting a home run, you know. So I mean, that was pretty fun to see. Um, they do when somebody hits a home run. I think there was three or four home runs because Freddie Freeman hit a home run. Oh my god, some dude on the Rays. I don't think it was Zunino. It was oh, it was uh, what uh, Choi, the first baseman from Tampa Bay, hit a home run, and then I think there was like two other ones. Uh, one was from the Braves, and I don't know about that fourth one, but dude, it was actually so much fun. Like they put like this loud alarm on, and like the lights are flashing. There's fireworks going off. Like the the lights are going crazy. People are going crazy. And honestly, the energy in that park is, I feel honestly, it's unmatched. 
For real? Yeah. I know you've been doing some uh, White Sox games. What's the big differences you think? Oh, uh, dude, you know what? We were season ticket holders for the Sox for for years, and I would say the big difference is that I don't know. Truist Park feels more family friendly, and it feels like people want to be there more because they really appreciate their team. And that's not to say that the White Sox players aren't appreciated. I would say that with the ones that they currently have, like uh, Abreu and Moncada and Grandal. And T.A. And T- Dude, oh my God, I'm wearing a T.A. jersey right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those guys are wholeheartedly appreciated. Don't get me wrong. And like, you know, Scott Pesednik and Paul Konerko and those guys way back when were appreciated too. But I mean, the when I was in... And I was going to say it was middle school. Yeah, like the middle of middle school all the way up until I was a freshman in high school. We had season tickets, dude. God, like the people behind us in our seats, like our season ticket seats would always just get belligerently drunk. And it was always different people every time. So so like there one, there was no there was no consistency. And then two, it's just all they ever do is like shout and swear a lot. Now. Maybe it was because it was like a family night with fireworks and stuff. Maybe this was like a one-off shoot or something. If you're a, a Braves fan, you've been to Braves games at Truist Park, please, you know, comment on if I'm wrong or not. But I don't know, dude. I just, it didn't feel as like vulgar, I guess. And it didn't feel like everybody was getting so belligerent to the point where they were just getting ready to fight, right? You know, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, you always talk about, you've been trying to get me to go to a White Sox game. And every time you're like, dude, it's just a bunch of fucking rednecks getting his face drunk honest to god i think that's i really think that's what it is most of the time that at least at the white Sox games it feels like that but uh let's see what else was there oh dude okay so check this out right so at purdue we obviously have state street where we can go to all the different bars and stuff right yeah all right so listen to this check this out battery park or sorry wait oh sorry it's called the battery the battery at truest park is honestly the second tied for second best experience I've had on uh, a small little strip of bars. So was that like outside the ballpark? Yeah, it's like literally on the right outside the ballpark, right? It goes up to the gate, actually. So imagine oh, this shit. way. So it's like a state street where we have all of our bars, but like imagine it with more bars and nicer bars. And then it leads up to per se like Mackie. Oh shit! Yeah, dude, it, dude, it was so nice. It was like the weather was beautiful. Like, I mean, it was a little hot, but weather was nice. The sun was kind of starting to go down. Uh, people are out there eating, drinking, like walking around, open container. Nobody cares. And like, then they had this, um, like an urban marching band come out and play. Like, you know, like how they have the drum sets and stuff that they do. Yeah. Oh my god, they were they were phenomenal. They put on a really cool show. You know, we're sitting there eating these like fried chicken sandwiches and just chilling and stuff, getting ready to go into the park and. Oh man, it honestly that I think that that experience would be fantastic and definitely something I would highly recommend to a group of people who are trying to go out with their friends in Atlanta, if you can. Well, Smyrna, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh yeah, was dude. the fried was the fried chicken as good as the eagle? You know what? I will tell you this. I guess you, did, I guess you didn't go to the eagle, so no. Here, here's what was your what was your take on the the fried chicken okay so i had fried chicken from i can't remember the restaurant's name specifically but i will tell you that it's right next to the omni hotel um oh well it's it's next to the place that's next to the omni hotel like it's like a little um i wouldn't call it a stand but it's like uh 
you know how you have those apartment buildings in New York where they have like a stair step, like the stairs go up the steps and then it goes to a door and they're all like smirched, like smirched together. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's probably the best way I would describe it. It was one of those kinds of deals. Um, okay, but you know what? The fried chicken, I would honestly give it like a like a six out of ten. Ooh, I think that the Chick Fil A chicken sandwiches that I've had were definitely better. But oh, okay. On on the topic of food, though, on the topic of food, I have to look up this place's name again. But it's um, dude, we got there, we got to our hotel, we stayed in two different places. Over the course of the, the four days that we were there, we were stayed in two days in each, you know? Okay. So the first hotel we stayed at was like a La Quinta in, or La Quinta Inn, which was right outside the airport. I think it was the airport north. Yeah, it was La, Quinta, La Quinta Inn, airport north. Uh, wouldn't recommend it. It blew cock. The only thing that was cool about it was that it was a, <laughs> it was a really close drive to uh, the Delta Air Museum. Ooh. And I'll, I'll go into that later on because that was actually really, really cool surprisingly done well for it being run by like a corporation yeah. um yeah but oh god what am i looking up uh f- f- let me see here so yeah we stayed there and then we stayed in alpharetta at the comfort suite dude the that place was really nice like alpharetta as a city beautiful it's actually beautiful for real? oh yeah it's a very very nice place to be oh man it wasn't supreme fish um Oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember this place's name. It's like... Uh, I'll, I'll figure it out later after the commercial break and we'll come back and I'll, I'll say the name of it. But here's what I will say. I had fried tilapia. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, it felt like there was so much food. And then I had Cajun fries to go with it. But this food was... Oh my god, that was top tier. Like That was the best fish I've ever had, I think. And I don't even really like oh, wow. to eat fish that much. Yeah, when you said the fried tilapia, I was like... I don't think you're a fish guy at all. No, dude, honestly, I was like, you know what? I'm down south. It's fresh caught. Like, I'm going to go out of my way to just at least get something tasty, you know? Like, yeah, it, might oh, as well. Dude, wholeheartedly worth it. Oh, my gosh. So good. The lady who we had, her, uh, our server's name was Janika. She talked our ear off. She was hilarious. She was super fun to talk to. Um, definitely going to be taking my friends there once I get down to Atlanta. That's for sure. Oh, shoot, yeah, you're definitely going to have to take me there. Oh, dude, 100%, I'd be more than happy to. It's a little outside of, like, College Park, I believe, but, I mean, it's uh, it's it's definitely worth it. Um, so, how, how, how did the uh, searching for a place go, the house hunting? Alrighty, so check this out, dude. I, I, I promise I'm not even sensationalizing this story. This is exactly how it goes, right? Yeah, go for it. Alright, flight was at 6.30 a.m. Um, we had been up since 3.30 in the morning. And, you know, we get to Atlanta, like we land, we get in the, it's raining, we get across Atlanta's airport. I don't know if you've ever been to Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport, but Jesus Christ, dude, it is like a mile long. Yeah, it's It is so long. I just did not know that. So they have this, like the tram, you know, where you can take it from terminal to terminal. And I'm my dad's like, you sure we don't hop on that? I'm like, no, I don't really want to hop on it because I don't want to get on it and then end up somewhere where I don't know where I'm at even worse. Well, that was a dumb idea because we didn't even get on the tram until terminal like C. So we had already walked from T Ooh. to C and like my legs are already given out. And then we finally get onto the terminal, get to the rent a car place, get the car. And then, uh, all right. Yeah. So we put all of our stuff in the hotel. We check in and all that good stuff. Now we're on our way to meet our, well, my realtor, her name is Karen. Uh, we meet Karen at the first place. Well, well, we're early a little bit, right? 
We're like yeah. 10, 15 minutes early. We're driving around just kind of taking a look at the area. It's right off of the interstate, and it's like, it's not terrible. I mean, there's like some nice big mansion-y houses and stuff in the area. You could tell okay. it's was, it was like kind of affluent. And then we finally get to the place, and it's a gated community, and I'm like, all right, that's fine. And then she texts me literally when we get there, and she goes, the house, the the condo just went under contract. Meet me at the another, the next place at two. And I'm like, well, shit. Oh fuck. <laughs> I'm like, well, now I'm starting to get worried because like all the other places that I wanted to look at, she basically just laid it on me that morning. Yeah, all of those are under contract. You need to figure it out like right now what you want to do. And I'm like, oh god. So Jeez. we go to the second place. It's actually pretty nice. It's a two bed, like one and a half bath, not the one and a half bath style that we had like at our third apartment or our first apartment yeah. where it was like a two showers. It had two toilets, which was really nice. Nice. Um, so that was that one. It had like a nice little back porch and stuff, but uh, the price range it was in, it, in my opinion, it wasn't really fitting what it was worth. It was a little okay. small to be in like that two upper or like middle 200,000 range. So or not middle. It was like, Lower end 200,000s, but I digress. Um, didn't really, I was like, okay, on that one. And then uh, we go to the second place. It's, I swear, there were like nicotine stains on the ceiling and it had a drop Ooh. ceiling. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I looked at the walls and stuff. The bedroom was cool. There was like one room I definitely could have made into a den. And by a den, I mean like a real den because there was a fireplace in the bedroom. Ooh, okay. So that was like the one cool thing about it. It also had like a decent ish back patio which it was on the second floor so it was you had like a little winding staircase that would go up to the back which is kind of cool but yeah, um, that, that's pretty dope yeah it was pretty cool but uh like the amount of work that would have needed to be put into it um it was kind of starting much. yeah it was kind of starting to turn me off a little bit from it and it was also in the like a really far off like forest ish area oh. So I was like, um, it's a little too quiet for me back here. Was that was that a house? No, it was a condo as well. I looked at okay. all condos. I didn't even look at townhouses. Townhouses would have been like in the upper four hundred thousands. I just that's Ooh, impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a seller's market right now. But we got to the third place. All right, shit you not, dude. We get to the third place and there is this poor little chihuahua like wandering aimlessly in the parking lot. And you Ooh. could tell this thing is this poor thing is old and maybe sick. And it's definitely blind. So, like, my dad and I are in the one car, and then the, Karen, the realtor, is pulling up, like, in front of us slowly so we, like, make sure we're careful around the dog. And uh, the dog starts, like, we got out of the car, and we're, like, trying to find the entrance to the actual condo itself, right? And I won't lie, this condo complex looked pretty damn shoddy. Like... Oh, shit. <laughs> it, like, things were kind of, like, busted down. The brick looked like shit. Um... Even though this place was a two bed, two bath, like it, or one and a half bath, it was kind of starting to like not really even be worth it, especially for it being. It was super cheap though, and I mean you could just tell. Yeah. Um. So the dog is starting to like just walk around, and it's starting to get closer and closer to the street. And I told my dad, I said, honestly, I I don't think I could sleep tonight if we don't even at least just get it out of that way, so it doesn't walk into the street. Yeah. So my dad ended up going. He grabs it from behind. It was like I said, it's a small thing, and. He's trying to figure out, like, what to do with it. And I said, here, hold on a second. So we checked the collar. Dude, it's literally right next to the condo where it's supposed to be at. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like the bottom unit number two. And I'm like, all right, let's just see what happens. So we go to the bottom unit number two. And this guy is putting in a new washer and dryer. Like, his back door is wide open. Oh, shit. And, like, my dad's going, hello? <laughs> hello? <laughs> hello? And, and the guy comes out and he's like, 
yeah, can I help you? And he, and then my dad just like has the dog in his arms. And he goes, oh my God. And he's like, oh, oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and like, I, I felt bad because he's like my dad's age too. And I'm like, he just, he's like, I had no idea that he even went out. And I'm like, it's all right. I just, did, we didn't want him to go on the street. And he's like, no, I appreciate it so much. Thank you. And I'm like, all right, this isn't a good sign. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> we get to the actual place, dude. And I think it was like a patient who was using home health services who lived there. Okay. Cause this place was kind of torn apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, like the closet doors were off the hinges. Um, smelled like cigarette smoke. There's like a bunch of medical materials and stuff everywhere. Like there's like a big old, old school CPAP machine and stuff. And I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> so I decided that place just wasn't for me. We got back to the hotel, kind of had a little powwow with Karen over the phone and stuff, figured out the places for the next day. So I'll talk about these next two places and then we'll kind of go into the commercial break because it kind of sums up the story essentially. But sweet. Yep. So she ended up scheduling one that I thought was a little bit out of my price range for the first one of the day, right? Okay. This one was a one bed, one bath. Well, it's technically one and a half bath, but it's because it has a shower and a bathtub, but they're separate and next to each other. It's oh yeah so it's it sounds weird and stupid it kind of is stupid and pointless but i don't know i mean i would much rather have two toilets than have you know a shower and a separate bath like that's stupid to me but whatever anyways so she scheduled that one first and then she scheduled the second one and the second one jason i shit you not dude i had been hyping this one up in my mind and with my friends and, and like my mom and my dad for the longest time like when we had even started looking at condos instead of townhouses right this has been like a couple of weeks in the making so we have this place scheduled uh, and we schedule it with the other one. We get to the first one, which is the one bed, one bath. And honestly, it blew me away. It's big, pretty spacious on the inside. It's got a lot of, you know, space to do other stuff like that. It, it's pretty nice. Like, honestly, I could see myself putting in a foosball table. We have a foosball table underneath our crawl space that we haven't used in years. So I'd be excited to throw a foosball table in there. Like, I could be able to fit a good amount of furniture in there. My kitchen is pretty decent size. My bedroom is good size. I can definitely fit a computer in my bed, like a queen size bed in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, it's on, and it's in a beautiful complex. Like, it's it's uh, on the second floor of this one building. And then next to it are these other, like, high-rise style condo buildings. And, uh, you know, there's a concierge there, there's a gym, there's a pool, there's a tennis court even. Honestly, I'm looking forward to it. I just have to have, like, a couple of minor repairs done, but that's really about it. Big, big shit, big moves. Yeah, that ended up being the one that I wanted to make the move on. So I'll, I'll go into the second one and kind of why it sucked. So here, here's the thing, right? I had this idea where I would have two bed and two bath. So if I ever had guests stay or if I ever had somebody who needed to stay with me a little bit longer term, we'd have like separate quarters to be a little bit more private, you know? Yeah. And the only problem with that is that I'd have to be shelling out a hell of a lot more for it. So we were looking at this one place and it was in Brookhaven. If you don't know anything about Brookhaven, it's a very, very nice, very nice place. I don't know if it's a city or if it's a suburb or what, but it's literally just outside of the city, right? Yeah. So we get to this place. The outside of the building is beautiful. You can definitely tell that like rich, rich people live here like young professionals oh, who are like either pharmacists or residents or, you know, like that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, we, we get to the actual unit. It looks like shit. <laughs> 
Like oh, for it, real? Yeah, it's a two bed and one bath, but the bedrooms just did not look really well put together, like con- construction wise. And then the living room was too small, and just there wasn't enough lighting in there, so it felt really, really weird. And I huh. mean. I don't think it was like the homeowners association fee per month on this thing, dude. I shit you not, it was like five hundred and fifty dollars. Ooh, yeah, no, <laughs> no, yeah. My rent would have gone up to eighteen hundred a month alone. That's not even including electricity Ooh. or you know yeah. like whatever else. Fuck, fuck that. <laughs> no, like I, I was like, what in the hell is making this HOA just be astronomically high, right? It, I take a look at the sheet yeah. that she gave me with the stuff on it, dude. It says that they have an on-site police department. They have. A Olympic sized pool. They've got a gym. They've got like a movie area. They've got a, a nice lounging area in the lobby. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not going to use half that shit. Yeah. You're yeah. like, the fuck am I using that for? I'm not even going to, I'm not going to, if I'm ever going to have a private, like a movie session with my friends and I'm not going to be doing it in my own condo or my own apartment, I'm not going to go downstairs to a lobby in a movie, like a lobby movie theater or whatever to do it because the kind of people who are going to join you on that are people you just don't want to talk to in general. <laughs> like, yeah, I, dude, just, what the hell? I just want to talk to my own friends. I don't want to, you know, make new friends along the way kind of deal. So that was yeah. that. And then that place, like, it, I mean, it was nice and stuff and it was in a good area and it was an easy drive and stuff, but it just was not worth it. So it's not your thing, yeah. No, I mean the place that I ended up buying, or I'm ending up buying right now, is in equally as nice a place. It's it's seven minutes away from that place. It's for like a 14, 15 minute drive away from my friend who's moving there. And actually, she should be down there today because she came up, or she did, came down from Chicago. Um, so that's that. But yeah, dude, honestly, How far is it from your work? Uh, it's like a twenty six or twenty seven minute drive. Technically, I think it's like fourteen and a half miles. Oh, that's not bad at all. That's like what I got. Yeah, but the only thing is that Atlanta traffic is bananas. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's actually apeshit. Like honestly, it's it's impossible. <laughs> They're doing so much construction and stuff too, which makes it worse. So we figured out like a a little bit of a better way for me to commute there by like getting on a, a connector bridge like a little bit later than I would have gotten on right out of my apartment, you know, or my condo, you know. Yeah. So I guess it helps bypass like a gigantic offshoot of it, yeah. yeah like a, a big old part of the construction where like they're having to merge and stuff so that helps out a little bit but um yeah overall dude i'm excited to be living in this place i'm excited to move down there and get things going like i just want to do so many different things that are you know what i like to do personally i guess you could say like it's it's one yeah, thing to got, be a tourist you know you got big plans no yeah exactly man i'm looking forward to it though dude no that sounds awesome no yeah all right, guys, I am out of beer at the moment. So after this commercial break, we will be right back. We'll go ahead and talk about the staple liquors to have in your home bar and some drinks you can make with that. More on that later, Jason. We'll catch you on the other side of the break. Alrighty, stay right there. We'll be back. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is your boy, Double Down, Doug DeVries, with me, Jason Wise. Jason? Oh, it's always going well. All right. We are doing great. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. If you guys don't know that song, by the way, I'm sure you guys have probably heard it on TikTok. I'm going to be that guy for just a moment. I heard it before it was cool on TikTok. That is Lady by Mojo, Jason's favorite song. 
Oh yeah, it's a great classic drinking song. Mm-hmm. So, on the topic of drinking and stuff, turns out I'm a dumbass. By the way, I've been drinking and I didn't unpause at some point. So, I'm gonna apologize for that because now Jason has to repeat a lot of the stuff he was saying. I don't really mind that I have to repeat it. I can hear myself talk all day long because I'm an idiot. But who really cares about that? So, anyways, besides self-deprecating talk, alcohols to have in your home bar, Jason. Let me hear it. Yeah, so obviously, hopefully, you know, get the, the main spirits. So that's your rum, tequila, vodka, gin, and whiskey. Uh, I'll, you can go pretty cheap on, like, most of those. Uh, a cheap tequila, you may be screwing yourself over. That has, usually, that's asking for a bad hangover and nasty taste. A cheap whiskey, same thing. But a cheap rum, vodka... Or gin, I mean, most people, 90% of the people you run into will not be able to taste the difference between Grey Goose and Pop-Off. So, you can go pretty cheap on those. But So, we're going to assume that you have those. So, we're going to talk about other stuff that you think you need. And the first one I'm going to go off with is Triple Sec. It's an orange liqueur. Goes in Long Islands, goes in margaritas. It's uh, pretty versatile. And if you're going to have a bar, you just, you have to have it. I mean, I think even, unless you're like a whiskey guy, personally for me, it's more important for me to have triple sec than whiskey, just because I'm not a whiskey guy. Because uh, I use the triple sec more. I mean, the only time I make using whiskey is whiskey sours, old fashions, which I rarely make. So triple sec is a, a main component. Yep, so tagging on to what you said there, Jason. Highly agree with you on the triple sec notion. Um, I'll get into that in a second here. I just want to do this before I forget. When you were talking about the vodkas and the you know, like the, the clear spirits, like the four key spirits there, um, Jason, you are 100% correct. If you have a shitty tequila, guys, or if you have a shitty whiskey, you're going to get terrible flavor, and you're going to have a nasty hangover as well. So I would, quite honestly, I think that the cheapest you can go for whiskey would be Jack Daniels. And I think that the cheapest yep. you can go for tequila, oh Christ, I would, if you can get Trace Agaves, I would say Trace Agaves is better than Jose Cuervo. Now, I'm biased because Jose Cuervo makes me incredibly sick. So that's, I mean, take that with a grain of salt there. But in my personal opinion, when I have to drink something with tequila in it, I would much rather have Trace Agaves in it as opposed to Jose Cuervo Silver. That's just my take on that. Now, on the note of gin, honest to God, you can get any kind of well, well alcohol gin on the market, whether that be Four Freedoms, like a Kroger brand, if they even have that, or you know something along those lines. Gin doesn't really matter. Gin is not something that needs. I mean, I'm not an aficionado in gin, but like in my opinion, I don't think you need to have something that's a completely expensive name brand. I think that the Seagram's gin does just fine and i mean you can get a handle of that for like 33 bucks at kroger so that's fine with me right yeah i mean you really don't have to splurge out on gin vodka yeah i mean or rum no uh, well, yeah when i'm on the subject of rum i know a lot of people they go for that spiced rum don't do it yeah i stay away from it i i'm not a fan of it it just something about it i don't know exactly what it is to me i just I've never gotten into the spice rum. Occasionally, spice rum will taste good in Coke, but 
don't know. It really limits what you're what you're working with. I think honestly, I I mean, this is me being me, being realistic, just like you two. Even if you're on a budget, I think the cheapest rum that you should just get would be like a Bacardi clear, like the clear rum, the white rum. A Bacardi white rum is pretty neutral and inoffensive in taste, and it mixes well with everything else. But you're right, though, dude. The um, what was that word that you used for the the uh, rum again? The, the, the spice rum. That spice rum is disgusting. Honestly, I don't think that it's it's worth it. I mean, if you're gonna mix it with Coke, okay, whatever. But I mean, I just think that it has like a distinct factor to it that makes it suck. So Admiral Nelson's and anything else along those lines, I would just stay clear of that unless you're really just trying to get fucked up for cheap. Um, on the vodka note, though, this is the one that I think is actually a really important thing. There's a video out on YouTube. It's been out for quite some time. The Playboy magazine alcohol aficionado, like the guy who writes about alcohol, did a video review of different bottom shelf uh, vodkas, and he like did like a blind taste test, right? Surprisingly, but unsurprisingly. So the results of this one, I'll sum it up for you guys in one video here. Uh, Svedka is, uh, it's kind of shitty. Pinnacle, pretty dog shit. But Smirnoff and Popovs are two of the best cheap vodkas that you can get, which are the least offensive taste-wise. And honestly, I can say from experience as well, I would prefer Popovs over Smirnoff. Jason, what do you think? Yeah, I yeah, Popoff. I mean, it does kind of have that stigma around it because it comes in a big plastic jug. It's at the bottom mm. of the shelf, and it's dirt cheap. But I mean, I think it does the job well. It. I mean, to me, I'm not expecting big things for my vodka at all. No, but the Popoff. I mean, it's inoffensive flavor it just to me it's just your definition of the ultimate standard vodka and you can't go wrong with that for the price that it's at i think it's the go-to oh yeah i mean if you're trying to get like uh, just a little bit of a handle for yourself sorry not a handle let's just say you're trying to get a fifth for yourself honestly guys a fifth of popovs is i at one time i've gotten it for six dollars and at another point i've gotten it for nine dollars usually the standard i've gotten it for is nine dollars it's $9 for that fifth. Smirnoff usually comes, It's they're all flavored and stuff like that. I get it if you're into that kind of stuff, but if you're just looking for a cheap, neutral, inoffensive tasting vodka that you're going to use to mix with something, be it a Long Island to a vodka Sprite, I think Popovs would honestly just be the way to go. Fat, flavor and cheapness, or flavor and finance-wise. So that's, that's my take on all of those clear liquors. And then when it comes to Jason's triple sec, so coming back to that plane, um, the triple sec you can just get is the Kuipers, and I don't think you need to go anywhere else unless you get Quantro. That's just a little bit different, though. One second here. No, yeah, they're, they're... yeah. So your uh, triple sec, you don't really need to ball out for that Quantro. Just the de Kuipers, which you'll be able to find at any grocery store or liquor store. I think does the job perfectly. Uh, you're going to need that triple sec, though, for a lot of different things. Arguably, besides those clear liquors, um, I think that De Kuyper's, well, not De Kuyper's, I mean, this isn't a paid advertisement here. I think that triple sec, excuse me, is the most versatile alcohol out there. There is so much that can be done with it from mixing it into a margarita to, you know, mixing it into kickbacks or shots to putting it into other drinks and stuff. I mean, you really just can't drink it by itself is the main thing. You can use it for everything. I mean, it's super cheap. Oh, yeah, it's dirt cheap. I think that 
is something that you need. Another thing that I think you need to have is Bailey's Irish cream, Irish liqueur. That, I mean, there's honestly, you're not going to use it for too much. I think it's a nice thing that have on hand at your place. Uh, for some Irish coffee, that's something that can always hit well. Uh, there's some different cocktails you can make with it. You can also do Doug's favorite, which is a cement mixer. Oh my god, those things are so disgusting. I was gonna say, you were saying like it, it's pretty like pretty decent to have around. I will agree with you on that one. It is pretty useful to have around. Um, I think honestly though, there are like three different times of the year when I actually end up drinking something with Bailey's in it. The first one being St. Patrick's Day because we do in our apartment we did Boondock Saints Day. Um, I will say though, if you guys, if you're, if you're a guy or, I mean, if you're, it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl, if you have a bunch of friends who you just want to drink with and you like movies and you like just getting plastered, I think that watching the Boondock Saints, not really the second one, cause it's kind of sucky, but like the first one, especially if you watch the Boondock Saints, you have to drink Guinness, Jameson and Bailey's like the three of those make some drinks with them. And just pound them and watch the Moondock Saints. It's fucking awesome. I love St. Patrick's Day by doing that. Have some Guinness stew while you're at it. Do that too. But Oh yeah, you'll be in a good time. Outside of St. Patrick's Day, I usually don't use Bailey's for anything else except for like maybe like a hot chocolate alcoholic drink in the wintertime. And then maybe once or twice during tailgating season, like for an early morning thing during Breakfast Club. Yeah, I mean it's not something essential, but I like to have it on hand. I think Something that's gonna be controversial. Oh boy. We both we both agree of being essential. You gotta have Jaegermeister. Ladies and gentlemen, if there's one thing that you can take away from this podcast in terms of alcohol and con and like bar content, besides triple sec being the most versatile alcohol, is that if you are in the demographic of age twenty one to twenty six to twenty seven, you need to have Jaegermeister in your in your house, in your home bar, you gotta have it. And, and before you start saying, "Oh, like you," I, we know the stigma. We know the stigma of Jägermeister. It has the stigma of being a party drink in college. Do not let that stigma ruin it for you. I'm not saying go out and hype up all your friends on Jäger. That's not. It's not the route we're trying to go for. But I think it's underrated. You can use it for more than just Jäger bombs. Even though I think Jäger bombs are the nectar of the gods. They are fucking fantastic. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. They're so easy to put down. They're such a nice starter for an evening. But besides Jaeger bombs, they go mix it with some root beer, and you got a dog and suds right there. Classic Harry's drink. Little, oh, classic Harry's drink. If you want to make it a little stronger, put a little uh, root beer schnapps in there. Uh, you can use it for a Jaegerita, which I think is better than a Typical margarita, plus it's also one of those things that, like, barely anyone's heard of a Jaegerita, so if you're trying to impress some people and you whip out a Jaegerita, dude, you can just say it's your own, like, you can just honestly claim that you made it yourself, and no one, <laughs> the chances of someone being like, oh, no, I know that you found that recipe, very low. Uh, so, yeah, Jaeger, do not let the stigma of it kill it for you. I think that I want to create something in my head and I want it to be known out there right now, Jason, on the topic of Jaeger. <laughs> I, so, okay, so if you're a fan of cook, this is going to tie into it. It's, it's a good joke, I promise. 
if you're a fan of cooking, specifically Cajun cooking, guys, there's something in Cajun cooking and Cajun culinary called the Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity is green bell pepper, garlic, is it celery, Jason, or is it onion? I think it's celery. I think it's celery. I think it's celery. That's the holy trinity of Cajun cooking, of that of that culture, right? I'm going to create something called the unholy trinity of alcohol. <laughs> and like I said, guys, if you're in the demographic of ages 21 to 26 or 27, or if you're overseas where the age of drinking is 18 or 19, so 18 to 27, <laughs> whatever the hell you want to call it, the unholy trinity of alcohols for you will be the following. Jaeger? Rumplemints and Goldschlager. Now, bear with me. I, I'm going to kind of go completely against what Jason just said in terms of we're not trying to say it's the party drink. It's the it's something that you can use as versatile. I'm not disagreeing with them. I think that Jaeger is another completely versatile liqueur that everybody else overthinks because, oh, it's just it's so herby. This isn't that. OK, yeah. But there are so many other things you can do with it, like you said, with a Jaegerita, you can mix it with a root beer and then root beer schnapps for dog and suds. Dude, dog and suds, we, we pound those day in and day out. They're fantastic and they're very inoffensive. Yeah. They don't even taste like alcohol. But here's what I will tell you, though. That unholy trinity, baby, make yourself a liquid Coke, a quarter ounce of each of those Jaeger, uh, Goldschlager, and Rumplemints. Put that in a, a rocks glass, a kickback glass. Boom. Pound it. You got two of those bad boys on deck. You're getting buzzed. You're getting you're getting shwasted for sure. You want to do a dead oh, Nazi yeah. dude? Rumplemints, Jägermeister. Half half those shot glasses, Jäger. Half that shot glasses, Rumplemints. As a matter of fact, after this commercial break, I might just do one because I kind of want to do one. I haven't had one in a really long time. So you have one of those. You put away two dead Nazis before you leave, and you're kind of like coasting with some beer. Yo, that's the cheapest night out that you'll ever have. That stuff oh, will yeah, get you're you a good buzz. Spot. You have. Here's what I will say though: for the unholy Trinity, you have to have at least somewhat of an affinity for chewing gum flavors like the packs of like extra that you get like <laughs> if it's if you like mint flavor or you like cinnamon flavor if you don't like mint flavor or cinnamon flavor you're gonna hate the hell out of these three so that is true yeah i mean if you're a partier and you know your friends are partying too and you're kind of tired of the whole oh excuse me i'm keep burping because i have so many seltzers on deck here Oh goodness! So if you're if you're a partier and your friends are partiers and you're kind of tired of the same old, hey, do you have like some kind of mixy? I'm just gonna like put this uh, Svedka or Smirnoff with that in a solo cup. It's like, all right. So first off, you're pissing me by you're pissing me off by not using the designated pouring spouts that I have in front of you. Second of all, or second of all, you're disgusting me by doing what you're doing. Let's just party with shots or mixies with these things, like. Honestly, God, though, I cannot explain to you how cost-efficient it is to, one, eat dinner at home, and then, two, pound back, like, within a reasonable amount of time spaced in between, of course, like, two to three either dead Nazis or rumplement shots or Jaeger bombs, mix them together even, I... I would normally never recommend that because it's a terrible idea. But as long as you eat dinner before and it's a hearty-ish dinner, like you have like a chicken breast and potato or a steak or it's got to be some kind of lean meat. And if you're a vegetarian, you sure as hell better find something with protein in it and at least a moderate amount of carbohydrates in there. Otherwise, you're going to decimate Unless your body. Fucked. Yeah, you, you will be fucked. You will decimate the hell out of your system. Let's just put it that way. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you and I, at least we're still in this in the spot in life where like we can put back those things and it's not like it's the end of the world. But I will say, though, 
it's going to get tougher down the road. It's just definitely going to get tougher. Oh, yeah, it definitely will. But, yep. So, before we get back to the other stuff, Unholy Trinity, Jaeger, Rumblements, Goldschlager, Versatile for partying. Mm, Jaeger, Versatile for other drinks that you actually never would have thought of, but Rumblements and Goldschlager, uh, not as versatile. You better take those as shots, and that's really about it. Jason, what else you got for me? So, I was thinking... You gotta also have like a a Midori Ooh, type thing. Yes, sir. Yep. You gotta have that. I'll let you talk about the drink that we make it with, or the the main throwback that we make it with. But Midori, I mean, there's a lot that you can do with it that yeah. I think goes really well. I mean, something simple as like a Midori sour. Oh, yeah. The, the women love that. Oh, yes, indeed. But, but we got something even better that I'll let you talk about. All right, so check this out. Story time, but not so much story time. I turned 21 two years ago. I'm going to be 23 this year. Jesus Christ, I'm on my Jordan year. And I also kind of just said Jordan year. That sounds stupid. All right, anyways, though. So two years ago, I turned 21. On my first drink of the night that I had legally at the bar, one of my pledge brothers got for me a toxic waste shot. If you don't know what a toxic waste shot is, oh, my God, I'm about to fill you in on a well-known but not so well-known secret toxic waste is a quarter ounce of melon liqueur which midori is a uh, melon liqueur quarter ounce of blue curacao so if you're a triple sec fan you'll definitely be a blue curacao fan they're literally the same thing with the exception of dye so i mean if you want to be like me and jason you can do a half an ounce of each of those and put it in a gibraltar rocks glass so it's uh who the hell is lighting off a firework on a Sunday at 8.25 p.m. I literally just saw that to my window. Okay, I'm not sidetracked anymore, though. So if you like, like I said, if you want to be like me and Jason, blue curacao, melon liqueur, if it's Midori, that's even better because it's even tastier, uh, half an ounce of those or a quarter ounce, depending on your pleasure. And then a quarter ounce or a half ounce of green apple sour pucker. Top that bad boy off with some Sprite or Sierra Mist or whatever the hell the Kroger brand name of it is. And... Boom, you kick that bad boy back. It looks like it's a radioactive green color, but I swear on my life, it tastes exactly like an Apple Jolly Rancher and is the least alcoholic thing you will ever have in your life besides water. Jason? Okay, you'll be in a good time if you just start pounding some of those toxic ways. Oh, 100%. And I think that melon liqueur in and of itself, because it's such a smooth-tasting liqueur, and it's so inoffensive with how low its alcohol content is. I honestly, I don't have the bottle up on my uh, on my shelf anymore behind me, but I, th I used to have a Midori bottle, and I'm pretty sure that the alcohol percentage of it was either 15.9% or 17.1 or 9%. It's, it's within that, like that 15 to 18% range, though. Guys, it's a no-brainer. I would have it on deck. I mean, I wouldn't say leave it out with a spout on it like Jason and I did. The only reason that we did that kind of stuff was because we'd able to be like just have people over all the time. And you can make boom, 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 toxic waste, toxic waste, or Midori sour, Midori sour. Like it's it's nothing, you know. But I mean, with a Midori, it's a little bit more expensive because it's you know like a nice Japanese melon liqueur. Um, cap it off and keep it you know without the sunlight. It's it's a, it's definitely a good one to have in your arsenal. Oh yeah, without a doubt, it's good to have. What do you Let me th think of? I'm trying to think of some other things that maybe. I mean, there's like Kahlua, which you can. Oh, how did we forget Amaretto? Ooh, oh my god, dude, that's essential bartending right there. Amaretto, Amaretto sours. You can make a dirty Dr Pepper. The, 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 honestly, the options are endless with Amaretto. You would think that it's like a weird 
almondy thing? No, it's not. It tastes fantastic. Honestly, I didn't even like amaretto or know what it was. I really didn't like it because I didn't know what it was, honestly. But after Jason showed it to me, we made amaretto sours. I was I was hooked in it like instantly. Yeah, I mean that's another thing that just easy to make, simple to have. You'll use it a decent amount, so might as well just have it in your bar. Now, Jason, I want you to try your best to remember this. What is the recipe for a dirty Dr. Pepper? Because I think that everybody at home needs to know about this crazy concoction that tastes exactly like Dr. Pepper. Yes. So we saw it on one of those like Instagram or YouTube pages where like, you know, they're always coming up with crazy cocktail recipes and you're like, most of them are insane that you're like, oh, this, there's no way this could work out. Well, we saw one of those and it was called a dirty Dr. Pepper. And I was thinking, okay, it's just like a spiked Dr. Pepper, whatever. No, no, not at all. It was, so it's a, the ingredients, I think it's a ounce of amaretto. Okay. An ounce of fireball. And then you take like a, a little bit of Bud Light. I know, hang with me. A little bit of Bud Light and use, I mean, depends on how like big you're making it. But you can use a decent amount of the Bud Light. Uh, most times since I was making it in a big cup, like a cactus cup, I'd use most of the, if not the entire Bud Light. So use that, and then, this is to taste, use the rest to top it off with a Coca-Cola or any type of Coke. And I kid you not, it tastes so close to a Dr. Pepper, if not like exactly like the real thing. It at one point it was by far my favorite cocktail. Dude, there were days that I'd come home. I mean, you'd have people over drinking and stuff, and I already knew. Boom, he's got a, like a dirty Dr. Pepper in his hand. There was no question in my mind. Yeah. If you're already pounding all the Jaeger, all the Jaeger fifth out, or uh, I saw you know the the shots and the the pint glasses out for uh, Jaeger bombs. I knew that you were probably chilling with a uh, dirty Dr. Pepper on deck if it wasn't beer. So those things, honestly, though, I think they're very, very good. But the thing that we have to keep in mind, though, I mean, at least for me, is that the sweet alcohols can kind of take a toll after a while and it just comes like too much, you know? That's true. It can definitely take a toll after a while, the sweet alcohols. Because I was at one point making those Jolly Rancher drinks, which, man, the females love, but are they sweet as hell? They're sweet as hell, and they're very low in alcohol content. So it's kind of just like I'm putting back empty calories, and I can kind of feel it. You know what I mean? It's just they're so sweet, yeah. and they're too sweet. And then actually on that topic of the Jolly Ranchers, you need to have – you don't really need to have it. I mean, if you're kind of like a quote-unquote tropical you know, drinker, if you like those kind of drinks, I would say Malibu is one of those things that you should have on deck as well. I'm not a fan of coconut rum, but I mean – a lot of people do do like it though so yeah if you're having a lot of tropical drinks i think that's definitely worth it i mean but if you're not using tropical drinks it's one of those that you kind of just you gotta play it by ear because i know we had it i bought it towards like the start or middle of our junior year and we didn't go through the whole thing ever yeah I ended up giving it away at the end of our senior year. I mean, 
it it came handy at times. What was that drink that we used it for? Uh, um, that we saw on Bar Rescue. Oh, I cannot remember. Oh uh, well, there was. I don't know if we actually used the Malibu. We used uh, we saw this recipe on Bar Rescue, and it was. You talking about Mandalay oh, Bay? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, you okay? So you for the Mandalay Bay. The reason we call it Mandalay Bay is because we wanted to make it sound tropical, but also because we love Vegas. That we like we wanted to sound Vegas, and I mean, that's literally like the perfect combination of the names. But for a Mandalay Bay, you take an ounce and a half of vodka, um, one ounce of simple syrup, an ounce of lemon juice. I would honestly, I would highly recommend you use fresh squeezed lemon juice because like like just actually squeeze it yourself. Like the the lemon juice you get in the bottles and stuff, it just doesn't do it for this one. Yeah. Um, and then you you know you mix all those together in a in a shaker with some ice. Go boom, pour it out, and then I would top that bad boy off with a natter day. And that thing, yep. it makes it it's really cool because like the liquid separates itself because of the blue curacao being like a higher density. Um, the blue will sink to the bottom, and the yellow kind of like stays on top from like the beer. And honestly, it looks cool. And it, if you mix it around a little bit, it kind of like mixes itself together and looks really tropical and nice. And it tastes phenomenal. And especially, you can't even really taste the vodka in there, which is a big up for me. That can definitely get you fucked up. Mm-hmm. So I think those are, you always got to have the stuff to make that. Natter days, we mean the uh, pink lemonade. Natty lights, so not just like a stereotypical natty. It'll say on the box Natter Days, Pink Flamingos. Everyone knows them. Uh, trying to think of anything else. I think we covered most of the stuff that you need. I mean, you got to have a couple different sodas. Oh yeah, hand, yep. So. I mean, the sodas like it's but not like a big deal. You can go cheap. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we always went cheap anyways. Like it's not like oh, we need to have we need to have Coca Cola. We can't have Big K. Like it's nobody really gives a shit. Like they're not gonna know. It, okay, it's like. A little bit sweeter what who cares like no, it's not that big a deal you can have like your regular cheap sodas and two liters or whatever the last thing that we can talk about here before we go into commercial break again i would say you need to have some non-alcoholic mixers like grenadine bitters and simple syrup jason yeah simple syrup that comes into a lot of uh like the classic cocktails so that's something that you need to have uh bitters that's again, if you're trying to go for like the more classic cocktails, which we did a little bit of, but we found it easier when we're having a lot of people over because you don't really have the time to, unless you have the apartment laid out like we had in our junior year where you kind of have like a built-in bar where you can like see from your kitchen into your living room, then you can spend a little more time on your cocktails. But for us, we... We went with more like just the basic uh, Long Islands or whatnot. But if you're going to make actual cocktails, you're going to need uh, bitters for sure. And they are highly alcoholic, which is super nice. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I mean, you got to have those things in there. I mean, the thing about these things is that, oh, you think to yourself, you don't really need it. I don't need it. It's not going to be like that big a deal. Well, guess what? In the end, it actually ends up being a big deal. I mean, there are a lot of recipes out there that call for these things. And then when it comes time to make them and you have people over and they're waiting on you and you look around your cabinet, you're opening it up. Boom, 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 boom. I just don't have any of these things. You, don't want to be caught to with your pants down. Yeah. You just, you got to produce. You don't want to be caught with your pants down. 
get the bitters, get the simple syrup, or simple syrup. It's, it's really easy to make it. If you want to make your own homemade simple syrup, it's literally just sugar and water. There are many recipes out on YouTube that I recommend you to go check out and visit. Last thing, though, before we go to commercial break, though, guys, grenadine is, besides triple sec, I think it's the most versatile ingredient that you can have for drink making. Reason being is because it's literally just simple syrup with, like, a red dye and, like, a little bit of flavoring in it. It's delectable, but also it helps to calm down and tone down some of those really strong, overbearing flavors of alcohol that we can have in our drinks. But the other issue is, though, if you put too much grenadine in there, mm, it's just going to be too much and it'll kind of suck. What do you think, Jason? You can definitely overdo it with the grenadine for sure. So you got to be careful with that. But as Double Down was saying, it's a, it's a nice masker. It kills off a lot of the shitty flavors of alcohol. And again, a lot of recipes call for it. So you don't want to be caught empty-handed without it. 100%. I couldn't agree with you more. So guys... Right after this, we will be right back from our commercial break. As always, Double Down Doug. Jason? Oh, yeah. We'll be back in one minute. Don't you go anywhere. Welcome back, everybody. This is Double Down Doug DeVries with me. As always, Jason Wise. Jason? Oh, what's up? Hey, and also, special guest we got here for you in the studio today, my sister, Gabrielle. Gabrielle, how's it going? Hey, guys. All right, so the reason we brought my sister on was because, one, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm kind of buzzing right now. Also, number number two, we thought, well, actually, I'm, I'm going to give credit to Jason for this one. Jason had a brilliant topic for you guys during the commercial break, and this topic is... What makes a good college party? You know, Jason, you had your one semester with with your house. You know, you, you transferred schools. Yeah. I will say it's a little tough for you on that note. W- well, you tell me first and you tell Gabrielle first because, I mean, Gabrielle only knows so much about you. You tell us about your experience at your school before you transferred to Purdue. Let's hear it. Yeah, so I joined a fraternity as part of it for about a semester and then transferred to Purdue uh, so I got to experience a little bit of like the frat party scene, uh, but I've got to at Purdue. Obviously, did not continue being in the fraternity life, but I got to experience some of the uh, like other parts of college, like those other type of parties, the non Greek life parties. So I think they they're both different in their own ways, but. They have a lot of overlap, I guess. Okay. So, like I said, with me is Gabrielle, my sister. Gabrielle and I were both in Greek life since the beginning of our college careers, essentially. Because I know that you said, like, you, you did your your uh, your semester of it, and then once you got to Purdue, it was, like, a little bit of a different story, and you did, like, your house party kind of deal with, like, your friends and stuff yep. like that. It's a little bit different, obviously. I mean, I won't say that fraternity parties aren't, you know, being with your friends and whatnot, but I mean, when you when you get into the, like the the logistics of co-hosting or going to another place's house because you know your fraternity is stupid and has a dry policy and and etc. You guys can kind of get what I'm deducing from here and what house I was in. But um, Gabrielle, what do you think about houses where the guys 
have to like kind of party under the table. You tell me about that a little bit. Yeah, so a lot of houses actually where I go to are dry houses. So they do have to party under the table a lot. And especially like this past year, the houses were pretty much closed down where I went to school because of COVID. So all the parties were pretty much house parties. There were no like truly big parties or parties at the house really. So that was definitely different. It took some adjusting to, you know, it's never a fun house party when the house is full. Then it's just, there's too many people. It's too sweaty. You know, you can't get to the bathroom because there's a huge line. It's just like better when there's like the right amount of people, a good ratio, because then people are having fun. Like you're able to like play beer pong or play, you know, whatever game they have going on because there's not a hundred people waiting in line or a hundred people crowding it. But, um, I, you know, back freshman year, I went to the house and I was partying at the fraternities and that was really fun. I can't lie. It was just a lot bigger of a space you were outside most of the time too and the music was way better okay okay so jason i want you to ask gabrielle let's let, like put yourself you know close your eyes put yourself back in the the shoes that you were in a couple of years ago when you were at your old school right say yeah, yeah. say that you were in one of the parties that you were in at that time i mean i mean i'm sure that you at least went to like at least a couple dozen of them I want you to give her the picture and then I kind of want to hear her take because I'm not going to like go into the specifics. I mean, unless you want to go into the specifics yourself, I'll let you do that yourself. You went to a small D3 liberal arts school and, you know, your Greek life is obviously different from like a Big Ten D1 school. And I mean, you transferred to a Big Ten D1 school and Gabrielle also goes to a Big Ten D1 school. So she doesn't go to our school, though. I will say that, though. So if you guys think that she goes to our school, I know you've heard me say that we go to Purdue. She doesn't go to Purdue. She goes to a different one. I'll let you guys deduce that for yourselves. But Jason, set the scene for her, and then I want to hear her take on, you know, what it was. Yeah, so a lot of it, I mean, obviously I don't really know what the, like, Big Ten frat parties look like. But a lot of it for us was, I mean, there was only 2,000, 2,500 students who went to that school. So a lot of it was uh, if a frat was having a party, the entire campus would be at that party. Uh, so, I mean, they were decently packed or whatnot, but there was never like every so often, maybe like Halloween, you'd be able to go like from one frat party to another. But most of the time it was just, you know, everyone at the whole school went to one party and it was just shoved in a hot basement listening to little uzi and drinking we we used to drink hams which like if you don't know it's just a shitty ass beer so i guess it, i mean i that has to be different than a big 10 school yeah so you said it has to be different but honestly like we're drinking natties so that's just as bad <laughs> as those beers like it's more similar than you think but because like our parties are bigger and my school has probably around 50,000 people, I think. Um, it's only like two sororities, two fraternities, one sorority, one fraternity. And of course there's always, you know, individuals as well that aren't in the sorority or aren't in the fraternity, but it's usually just um, like two together or like a quad because there's just so many people you cannot have them in the same time. 
Yeah, so tagging on top of what Gabs just said, um, similar to with what we had at Purdue, at least with my house, um, I will say that because of the stance that my house was in, I mean, I kind of told you about this, Gabs, as well. I mean, Jason, you knew about this because, like, I grew yeah. through this experience because we were friends at the time, and we've, we've been friends since like that, but... At the time, my house started on the lower end of the like the middle tier totem, and by the time graduation came, we were actually like on the different Instagram polls that were held by like chicks and like the the bar stool whatevers and stuff like that that they held. My house was always ranked in at least like the top five or three, depending on who you looked at, and we actually won the chicks poll that one like my my senior year here. So I mean. To be honest with you, I don't think any of that stuff like matters too much in the eyes of somebody who's there at the school in the moment and like enjoys like being around their brothers and their friends, you know. But I mean, I can see for the uh, what are those things called? Like the the incoming freshmen, you know, oh, like yeah. the incoming freshmen who like are impressionable, you know, like who are looking oh, for yeah. like the experience. Like, okay, who the hell am I going to join? Because I mean, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like, I did the same thing. In my friend, like my senior high school, I looked. And I was like, oh, I knew this guy from high school, and he's in Theta Chi. It's like maybe I should try and join the house that he was in, or this guy was in SAE. Oh, I need to, you know, suicide rush SAE. It was like not that stuff at all. I ended up going into a house that I was a legacy of. It wasn't my dad's house. It was actually my grandfather's house. But I mean, the house itself looked like a mansion and impressed. You know, people from every walk of life who I ran into and stuff like that. And then the good thing about our house was that since we were like in a transition phase from being recolonized into like a couple of years already in, you know, we were able to um, start like a new impression on people to where it was like, hey, we're not these guys who only look good on paper anymore. We know how to actually, I don't know, talk to you or talk to this guy or that girl. <laughs> like, Gabriel, what do you think about? new colonies or like fraternities on campus who have returned from being kicked off and then now they have to like kind of find their footing right yeah so actually um it it all depends you know it all depends if you guys come back strong with like a good pc you know what i mean then it can really go your way but if you come back with like a weak pc with like antisocial guys you know but honestly, it's all about that first party back. You have to admit that that's where your impression's gonna be be made. You know, you can probably get people there because you can make it like a great party. It's a celebration because you guys are back. And I will honestly say, you can make a good party with the music. You gotta listen to the crowd. You know, if they're not feeling it, they're not feeling it. You gotta change it up because that's on. That is what really turns people off. And when the music's just not right, you can't get into it. You can't dance with your friends can have a good time okay so jason so gabrielle yeah. can hear it because i mean she knows like the kind of music that i listen to because i mean i either a blast it when i'm in the shower and she hears it in the hallway in our house or b she just hears it like out of my room or something what kind of music do we listen to like on a staple i want to hear your opinion of it gabrielle at our apartment yeah let's say like the apartment or just I know you're dumbass. You'll go on touch tunes at the bar, like the you know, like the karaoke things, like or not karaoke's, but like the the Bible music. He'll always buy music. So I want to hear what kind of say like the song names of specific things or like the artist names that you play, yeah, and yeah, I want to hear yeah. her take on it. I feel like we would listen to if we're like being serious of when we would listen to music or like drinking. It's not playing like meme music. We would listen to a lot of '80s music. So. 
Oh, classic like ACDC, Boston, that type of stuff. Uh, I mean, we'd have a little bit of rap in there. We'd have some Kendrick or Kanye. Uh, we'd have some like 90s raps, so, like Boys to Men. Uh, we'd have. Oh, I can't think of them right now. They sing Roses, that hip-hop group from the ATL. Outcast, maybe. Outcast, oh. Outcast. We'd have some Outcast. Uh, very rarely would we have a country song. It was like every blue moon we'd have one country song. But yeah, most of the part is a lot of rock and with a splattering of rap in there. Not like any like little Uzi rap, though. It was like, you know, Boys the Men or Kendrick or someone along those lines. I think like Homecoming by Kanye would be like a staple of that. I mean, we listen to it yeah. quite a lot. I mean, I wouldn't say we listen to it quite as much as we did like any other song, obviously. I mean, we listen to Collard Greens like a million times over. That's because it's a phenomenal <laughs> song. I mean, we threw in the air like the occasional Drake's God, God's Plan, like just for fun, because that was like one of the songs that I heard in my fraternity all the time. We heard 3 a.m. as well a lot by. Uh, oh, yeah. By, no, no, by. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, well, actually, yes. Sorry. So 3 a.m. by Mashbox 20 and then 4 a.m. by 2 Chains. Because my, my fraternity, our freshman pledge class t shirt was one of my guys was a, a graphic designing major who was in my pledge class and he like redid our class, like our house, you know. On a t-shirt and then he put it to the uh, 4am album cover that was like actually I'm gonna take credit for that right now super nut that was my design you know that but you executed it very well I just want to take credit for it but Gabrielle so the music choices what do you think about it yeah they're the, your rap is valid like I like your choices I like when people actually rap without the autotune you know back in the day and could actually like hold a flow um, outcast is great I, if you have anything bad to say about Outkast, like, get out of here, leave. They were great. <laughs> and he's a great actor, too. Um, but, you know, the 80s gets a little rocky, I'll say, <laughs> you know. It's a little, hmm, questionable. No. Um, I like a good 80s tune every now and then, but I cannot play that stuff on repeat, if I'm being honest. And the rock. I, I love rock music. I'm a big rock fan. So I think that's pretty valid. I, I love hearing a good rock song every now and then when I'm out, you know? Okay. So you said you like the 80s. Like the 80s gets a little bit dicey. So I'm going to give you... Jason, you already know because, I mean, we lived together for two years. Like we listen to the same music, obviously. So you, Gabriel, you weren't with us for like these last two years. You wouldn't like know the exact music that we listen to. But I will tell you this. Think of it this way. Mom is driving us to the babysitter when we're younger, right? We're in our car, we're listening to music, and the first thing that comes on for you is uh, young Michael Jackson. Going like going back to Indiana, what do you think about that one? I absolutely love Michael Jackson. I hope, I think all my friends know how big of a fan I am. I love Michael. I still listen to Michael till this day, and you can honestly play like any one of his top, probably like 25 songs, and I got him nailed down. Like I know all the words, and that's from childhood. Like, that's for a mom just always playing them and me just hearing them around. So, Jason, sounds like she's a big fan of uh, going back to Indiana. That's good. Good song. Oh, yeah, classic song. Classic song we always played. Okay. Shin. Okay. So you said an occasional country song. Now, is that like a country road type of song? Or is that like a all summer long type of song? 
Because those are both great. Like, I would sing along to both of those. But, you know, if it's like a pop country song, count me out. Yeah, I mean, we'd play all summer long. And we'd play Country Roads. It was... I don't know. We didn't really have too much pop country ever, I don't think. It was... If we're playing country, I mean, it's like Country Roads or Wagon Wheel. Like, it's like one of those, like, pretty popular... Yeah, like a classic, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, we're not like Blair and Luke Bryan. Well, we did have that one Luke Bryan song that we'd play all the time. Uh, We had, like, two of them because it was Kick the Dust Up and then... um... Margarita song. Oh uh, well, we had that one, and then oh, one, margarita, one margarita, two margarita. margarita. That's a good one. Okay. <laughs> there was one other one. It was uh, oh, what makes you country with uh, Florida Georgia Line? Or no, he does that one by himself, doesn't he? Yeah, it's because I have my Spotify up right now. It's what makes you country by Luke Bryan. Um, that one he does with Florida Georgia Line, which is what did he do with Florida Georgia Line? I can't remember. Oh, uh, Luke Bryan. No I don't know. I'm going to find it. But we had that one, that one. And then you ever heard Budweiser by uh, by Tyler Reeve? Mm-mm. No? Oh, that's a no. good one, too, I would say. Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one as well. Um, we listened to Down to the Honky Tonk by Jake oh. Owen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I think it's pretty it staple. Like, most of the time when we were listening to that country music, it was just like the boys just pounding beers. It's not... Rarely did we ever have country music on when we had any girls in the apartment. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right on that one, actually. Um, okay, Gabriel, so honest opinion. Jason and I love him to death because we went to his bar in Nashville. What do you think of Kid Rock? My God, Kid Rock. Kid Rock. I think he's come back from the dead, you know what I mean? Like, that guy needs to sleep for, like, 24 hours. Um, I have some respect for him. I think he's pretty crazy and controversial. Um, he does have some hits, but... Like, he was kind of a part of that rock scene for a minute because, I mean, he's kid rock. And that rock scene is rough. I know a lot about it. I love my rock music. And he was kind of in it, so I, like, respect him for, like, you know, getting it. He has a couple good songs. Not a huge fan, though, if I'm being honest. (laughs) I wouldn't listen to him in my free time unless it was all summer long. Okay. Oh, that's fair. That's fair, actually. I would say that's pretty fair. Also, Gabriel, the, th- the song that I was thinking of in my mind is This Is How We Roll by Florida Georgia Line and oh, Luke Bryan. This Is How We Roll. <laughs> I, that song, I don't like, I, I'm just not into Florida Georgia Line, but I like the song with Morgan Wallen with them. Um, I know, I know the name of it. Up Down. That's a great song. They kill it in that one. So, okay. So I typed in on Spotify, Jason, Up Down. Uh, the first result that comes up is T-Pain. Do you like T-Pain as well, Gabriel? Who doesn't like T-Pain? That's okay. That's all I need to know. At least I know that my sister is uh, at least somewhat like me. So that's a good sign. Good sign. Um, let's see here, Gabriel. All right. So let's let's talk about this because, I mean, the shoes that you're in as a girl in a sorority are different than the shoes, in, or they're different than the shoes that we're in in fraternities, right? Yeah. So when we're preparing for you guys to come over, like we clean up the house, obviously. And after we clean up the house, and like the house is at least, I would say, somewhat presentable. I mean, we took it like a step further. And we cleaned it up even more, obviously. But we start getting like drinking and stuff like that. We like start getting after it, obviously. Mm-hmm. What is something that's got to be going down the second you walk into the party? Um, the second I walk into a party. So, you know, ladies, here's some advice. Like you cannot... Don't trust the parties, you know, you never know if they're going to run out of alcohol, if they're going to have enough, if they're only going to have beer. So just pregame before to have a good time. 
So when you walk into the parties, you want to walk in with all your friends too. That's important. If you know you walk in alone or you're ahead of the group, it's going to be kind of awkward. But if you walk in with your friends and they should have a good song playing, like they should know when people are arriving and when to get it started. If there's a good song, like I'll just run to the dance floor and I'm, I'm jumping around. I'm having a good time. I'm with my friends. Like that definitely starts a good night. Jason, your thoughts? Oh, yeah, I think, I mean, music, that's a key. I mean, you can't just be sitting there with shitty music playing. Or I think even worse than shitty music is no music at all. That's just oh. a cringe fest. <laughs> uh, oh, such a cringe fest. I'm like, did I show up too early? Are you guys ready enough? Yeah, there's, like... there's no way it's going to be good if there's no music. Okay, so you got to have the music going. Gabs, I need to know your thoughts on this one. Mm-hmm. Let's say... You're going over there to pregame before the party. The guy's room you walk into, I know you have a boyfriend, let's just say you're not having a boyfriend. The guy's room you walk into with your friends, they're only playing throwback 2000s rap. Is this okay or is this not okay? Honestly, I'm not saying I need your approval because I'm an adult now and I've graduated, but this is something that I always did. And I... I'm not going to post the video because I don't need to out her for the legendary night that we had. But there was a girl who I invited on a whim to a party who just got belligerent with me to Laffy Taffy by D4L. What do you think, Gabs? That's hilarious. That song is hilarious. If he was only playing 2000s rap, I don't know what I would do. Um, Like, what other songs? Give me some other songs. Okay, I got this one for you easy. Ride With Me by Nelly. Nelly's okay. He just had a free concert. You should have went. Damn. Where the Party At by Jagged Edge. Okay. Do you know that song for sure? Yeah, exactly. Yep, okay. Uh, what do you think about... Uh, I mean, Homecoming by Kanye. Like, it's a 2000 song for sure. I mean, because we're also from Chicago area. Like, I mean, that's it's kind of staple, obviously, of what we listen to. Um, so something like that. How about... Uh, Jason, what other 2000s rap did I make you listen to? The Fish Don't Burn on the Grill. Oh, that that was another Nelly song. That was uh, Batter Up by Nelly. Yeah, that was a classic one for us. So, personally, I think those songs are alright, and I honestly like know most of them when he was saying it. So I was like, okay, I could sing along to that, but I think it depends on the person, you know? Because I think we listen to that because, like, mom used to listen to that in the car. So if somebody's mom was, like, listen to only the pop radio, then they probably wouldn't know the songs, you know, because they were in our childhood. They're a little bit older. But I, I think they were pretty good. Like, I wouldn't be mad if I walked into that. I've walked into worse. I've walked into country, so. <laughs> oh. Let's see here. We've been talking for quite a while. We have some pretty good discussions, I would say. Uh, Jason, any Last minute questions for Gabrielle on uh, tips for partying. No, I think she, we've pretty much covered it. Alrighty, good stuff. Well, Gabs, um, appreciate you coming on the show. Appreciate you coming and talk with us and giving your opinion on stuff. You know, obviously it's a little bit of an echo chamber if me and him just talk about stuff all the time. So appreciate you as usual. You got any last minute things to say? No, this just thanks for having me and be safe out there, guys. You know, be safe at parties. Look out for yourself. All right, see ya. Alrighty, folks, so I think that's going to do it for the rest of the night here. As always, you have been listening to East and West with your boy, Double Down, Doug DeVries, and with me, Jason Wise, my co-host. Jason? 
Ooh, have a good time, everyone. Yep, we will guys uh, can't even speak today. We will talk to you guys later on. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. See you later.